Father, once again, we want to thank you for a day like this, a time like this. Thank you, Father, for bringing us once again before your footstool. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for finding us worthy to be part of those. Your spirit, yes, is awakened this morning into the reality and the revelation of the unveiling of your son to our generation. We bring our hearts this morning. I bring myself as I bring my home family, city, nation, the body of Christ. Before you this morning, we gain entrance into the recesses of your heart, O oh God. We ask this morning once again that you will grant us opening, O oh God. Yes, Father, through the gates of the Holy Spirit that you will grant us insight, revelation into the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ to see, to know, to understand, and to interact with his intention for this brown new day. We are a corporate generation moving towards the reality of the fulfillment of your prophetic intention. So once again, we ask this morning that as we come before you and as we lay down every sense of guardedness, every idea, every loftiness, every high look, every pride, arrogance, oh God, we lay them down. We come this morning before your altar and we ask, Spirit of God, that you will come and do that which you desire to do through our life. You have chosen us for a purpose, for a reason. As you have chosen nations, community, oh God, for a purpose. We pray this morning that, yes, that purpose becomes even clearer to us. That our intention this morning will be to know you, to be to, be to surrender to your, yes, desire for our life. We pray this morning that there will be an awakening, oh God, revelation of who we are in you and who you are in us. It is my prayer this morning that once again, you will break the seal of the word and we will gain entrance, oh God, into the mysteries of your intentions for this brand new day. We want to eat, oh God, of the hidden manna. My prayer this morning, oh God, that we will see what is behind, yes, oh God, the cutting. That we will not be limited to what the veil shows us. No, we will go beyond the veil. That there will be, yes, a coming in and entrance, O oh Father, this morning. Into your heart, into your spirit. That every form of distraction, O oh God, yes, will be laid aside. And that there will be a pursuance, a hunger, a yearning. Yes, a chastening after you, God. A chastening after your heart. As David says, my heart pants and yearns for you. Lord, that a generation will be awakened, O oh God. Even as we stir the fire of your spirit, O oh God. A generation will be awakened. Who will search, who will hunger, who will pants for you. I pray this morning that your kingdom come. May your kingdom find entrance, find leeway, O oh God. Into my heart, into my space, O oh God. Into my home, into the life of my children. May your kingdom come, Lord, into, yes, Father, this, this, this environment. May your kingdom come, Lord, into the life, O oh God, of my brethren, my sisters and brothers. May your kingdom come, Lord, into our city, into our nation. May your kingdom come into your church, into your ecclesia. As you continue to speak to us in the reality of the new day. It is our desire, it is my desire that will be awakened to learn afresh, to learn anew of the things that you are revealing, that you're showing us. Help us, O oh God, not to assume in this brand new day, but to come, O oh God, yes, like a child. Your word says that a step will become like a child. We have no access into your kingdom. So I thank you this morning for the revelation, for the insight, for the, for the power, for the manifestation of your spirit leading us as children coming, O oh God, once again to learn of you, to learn of your ways to learn of your will to learn of your counsel i pray this morning father that i come lord as a child oh god 
the heart of a child, the heart of a child, the heart of a child, the heart that is willing to learn, the heart that is willing to trust, the heart, oh God, yes, the heart of a child, a heart with faith, a heart with love, yes, these are all the characteristics of your kingdom, faith, hope, love, these are the things we find in a child, your word says, except we come like a child, we're not children, but we must come like it is a like us principle. So I thank you this morning as you continue to engage us. May we surrender. May we come with a heart, O oh God, like babies, O oh God. May we trust as a, as a child who look onto a mother, yes, to, to survive, to eat, to, 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 to live. May we focus on you. May we focus our attention on you this morning, O oh God. May we live life, O oh God, in accordance to your divine blueprint. May we not live life, O oh God, in a state of rejection and rebellion, O oh God, in disobedience. No, Father, we lay, we lay at the footstool every sense of guardedness as we climb this hill of sacrifice, as we come to this hill, O oh God, of, 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 of sacrifice. Yes, yes. Adam said, uh, Abraham said to his, to his servants, he says, stay at the feet of the mountain while I and the lad go yonder to worship. It's a journey of worship. But to worship, you have to climb hills. You've got to climb mountains. You have to come to the place that he has appointed, yes, for himself. When God brings us into a new day, into a new, in a, a new season, the pattern of worship must be intensified. The demand, the sacrifice that is required becomes even more, more precious, yes, for the deep must call to the deep. Father, I thank you, God, for the advancement of your will and purpose for our life in this brand new day. I thank you for the unveiling of your of your heart i thank you for the revelation the new aspect of the revelation of christ that we are coming into i thank you god for the keys that you're giving to us once again to access oh god the heart of your son jesus christ thank you spirit of god that once again we will sing in this new realm in this new height in this new pedestrian lord we will go deeper oh god in the things of your spirit yes for the deep will call to the deep thank you for the breadth the the the, the length the height oh god and the width of the things that you're doing in this brand new day you said to me this morning the greatest challenge you're gonna have in this generation is that my people will try to interpret this newness with the same template of the old so i pray father that we will not make this mistake that we will not judge the things that you're doing in this season oh god based on what we are what we know based on where we are coming from based on the things that we have formerly experienced it says no one partake of the new says it's good it says the old is better why because the taste board of the old still define how we judge how we look at things and that is the greatest mistake we are already making in this season but i pray father as we come as we align to the, the instructions as we align to the warnings of your spirit as we yield as we surrender oh god yes to what your spirit is highlighting and proclaiming and declaring help us to adjust help us to respond help us to adjust help us to respond help us father i pray help your church to adjust and to respond Turn us, O oh God. Pour us from system to system until every sediment, O oh God, yes, are brought to view. We thank you. I honor your name this morning. I thank you. I bless your name. I give you glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Spirit of God. 
We honor you. We bless your name. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Spirit of God. Yes, Father. Friends, if you're watching this morning, you're listening. Why don't you just take a few minutes to pray in the Spirit? Just pray in the spirit. Bring your heart, bring your mind, bring bring your subconscious, bring your consciousness, bring your faculties, everything. Just lay them down before the Lord this morning and just let the spirit of God saturate every aspect of your being. Because listen to this. The scripture says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows. Out of your heart flows. Everything that defines your life. The state of your life is a revelation of your life. Whatever is out there, whatever is happening out there, amen, comes from the very wells of your heart. <clears throat> so you, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to engage our heart. God is, the Father is engaging our heart in this brand new day. Yes, yes. The concept of moving towards this new day, this new reality, the principle of coming out of the heart, amen, is, is engaging, amen, the state of our heart. State of our heart. So let's pray in the spirit this morning. De proca subra de bayanda balahai. Nemanuno si bravenino coyande redebo si bradevelendo. Rebestoyanda, yes, Father. It is it's an issue of the heart. The great things that you're going to do in this season and time, the mighty things that you're going to do in the earth begins from the heart. In fact, it has begun. The process has begun. Mm -hmm. We're not waiting for the day of manifestation. We're waiting, oh God, yes, yes, Father, from, from that period in time where no one sees it, no one, no one knows it. The day a woman gets pregnant, no one knows it. No one knows it, but something is forming, something is growing, something is developing. We want to be, oh God, among those who have received the seed of this new day and we want to oh god at the fullness of time to be able to bring forth yes the day mary received the seed of what god wants to do in the earth not too many people were aware of it <clears throat> not too many people knew about it the day she received the seed of a new day the day mary received the seed of redemption not 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 in fact nobody was aware of it you see, the things of God begins in the secret place. God says, yes, he said, he say, he, say, he who see what you do secretly in the secret place, he said, he will reward you openly. You see, people celebrate, people celebrate the reward. They celebrate when the child finally comes out. They celebrate what they see. But I wish they will also celebrate the process of receiving the seed when no one sees it, when no one hears it, when no one knows what is going on. That is the place where the journey begins. And this is what the Spirit of God is saying to us. We have to understand, hallelujah, that in this season there are things the Lord is already impressing. There are things the Lord is already injecting. There are things the Spirit of God is already placing within the hearts of men that will make for their day of appearance, that will make for the day of manifestation so do not discard the days of little beginning the place of little beginning is the point of start a lot of us want to celebrate finish but our starts is still clumsy it's still not right so we thank you father this morning yes 
No I'm sure I've not come to entertain you. Mando Robobo. I've come to stay your heart. Manderi Bayaprado Koshinda. Lebra Gazibrana Mosibrano. Lebaba Shinda. You don't want to be an onlooker. Manderabado. In the days of the movement of God and God is calling people to engage. You don't want to be an onlooker. Mando Robodo. You don't want to begin to size size me up and size things up in the spirit. You want to engage in the spirit. Manda Robo Shikabayando. You want to build up yourself. You want to build up. Bible says building up yourself on your most holy faith building up yourself on your most holy faith praying in the spirit Bible says because, because, because of the pressure, because of the challenges of the time, the Bible says the love of many will wax cold. Love is something we are engaging in this season in time. Faith is what we are rediscovering. Hope is what we are stirring again in our lives as we engage the principle, yes, that says it's time to come out of the ark. We are not going to go back and repeat the same old mistake. No, we are going to go forward and carry out divine intention. We are going to manifest God's counsel and purpose. We are going to bring forth after God's kind. We are going to, yes, birth is intention for our home, for our family, for our community, for our city, and for our nation. <coughs> Father, we thank you. We honor you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you so much, every, everyone, this morning. Thank you for connecting with us. Thank you for joining us. We want to thank God for what the Spirit of God is doing in this season and time. We will continue to pray more than ever before. The Lord is calling us. The Lord is in fact stirring my own heart amen to 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 engage in the place of prayer so much we have been talking about we we have been looking into the lord has been speaking to us regarding so many you know uh, aspects of what he is saying and doing in our day all right and that is good but one of the things that we need to we need to we need to constantly engage amen is the place of prayer all right when god speaks to us when god gives us revelation when god gives us truth it is important that we take that what the lord has spoken amen and begin to pray them into our life and begin to because that is what will make us not to forget it says it says it says in fact if you look at you know many of the churches in in in, in the book of revelation one of the issues is that they have forgotten you say you've forgotten you've forgotten your first love you, you see when the enemy makes us to forget things it's easy for us to be deviated it's easy for us to move away from what god amen is demanding or from that which will keep us at breast amen in, in in days all right to, to to come so we want to constantly remind ourselves you know peter said i know you know these things but i'm, I'm I won't be negligent amen i won't be i won't i won't i won't fall into the mistake of negligence i will remind you again and again until you be established until you be established the bible says it's a good thing that the heart be established we want to be established in the present truth friends i want you to be established amen in the speakings of god i want you to be established listen to this the things that you're established in you don't forget them there are things that the lord did in my life in the 80s that i still remember today they are the things carrying me there are many messages i have heard amen in my life there are many men of god that i've listened to there are many 
<clears throat> encounters that I've heard. But listen to me, I don't remember everything. No, but the one that sticked at the one, amen, that God rooted, amen. You know, it's like the concept of, you know, giving back to a baby out of the millions of spams, amen, that the woman received that, the, you know, yes, it's just one that makes it and that is the one, amen, that brings forth. That is the one that brings forth. You need, amen, to engage the seed of God's word. We need to engage the seed of the prophetic speakings of God. We need, amen, to engage, amen, the, the comings of God, hallelujah, in this season. We need to engage all that the heaven, amen, has proclaimed. I mean, just look at what the Lord has been saying to us for the past five, you know, five months, four months, five months. Heaven has been speaking to us. And, and it's so easy for us to take those words for granted. Kalabayanda. It is easy for us, amen, to, you know, well, well, I've heard it. I, I, well, I'm going to hear Isaiah again. He's going to you know, listen to this. You don't want to put yourself in that situation. Where you hear so much of the things of the spirit, but you are not growing, you are not developing, you are not being established. <laughs> that word is not becoming a truth to you. You see, truth is what is written, but truth is what amen, you have received that has become part of your life. When truth becomes part of your life, it begins to impact you, it begins to change you, it begins to reconstruct you, it begins to redefine your values, your preference, your thinking. Hallelujah. When truth finally gets into the recesses of your heart, that's when change begins. You don't change because you know the word of God. You change because the word of God changes you. You change because the word of God engages amen, your values, your perspective, your understanding. You change because, hallelujah, you know that something took place in your life. I have changed. We have not completely changed. In the areas that I have not changed, it's because the word of God has not engaged those areas. When the, when the word of God, you see, the reason why the church is still the way it is, and this is the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying. There are many things that we have, we have, we have, we have come to imbibe, accept, that are not necessarily the truth, that are not necessarily representing God's counsel, particularly, you know, you know, things that we have imbibed, you know, baggages that we are we have brought from, you know, from the past. There are all kinds of things that that you know that we are carrying that does not represent. In fact, that God says you cannot bring them into this new day. So, what is God saying? You've got to leave them behind because God says, I want to take you into a new place, I want to lead you into a place you have never been before. And the things you thought you knew about me, I'm going to bring you into new height that will redefine those revelations and those understanding. But if you keep yourself bound to the things that you knew in the past, to the things that you saw in the past, to how I have been described to you, and you have not allowed me to bring you again into the wilderness where I introduce myself to you as I introduce myself to those that I have called. If you do not allow me to introduce myself to you, you will misrepresent me. And that is what people are beginning to do even right now as I'm speaking right now so we have to come again like a child we have to understand the sacredness. We have to understand the, the, the weightiness, the holy, the holiness of this new day. Heaven has given us another chance, another opportunity. You cannot come with the same attitude. No, you cannot come with the same value system. You cannot come with the same, you know, belief system. No, you have to come like a child. Why do you, why do you need to come like a child? So they can easily shape you. You see, a child can easily be manipulated. If a child is with the wrong people, it's easy to manipulate a child. But that's what God wants for us. He said, come so that I can, I can easily turn you. 
there are people that God cannot easily turn. All right, they're so stiff, they're so strong, they, they're so you know strong will, so strong headed. No, no, I'm not going to give in. I'm no, 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 no. God says, sorry, if you can't do that, then I cannot use you. I cannot use you. I cannot lead you into the next thing that I'm doing. I cannot bring you into the next realities of my intention. You have to die daily. You have to die to your ways. You have to die to your ideas. You have to die to your own judgment. Your own judgment. The way you look at things and people and conclude. You have to die to that ungodliness. You have to die to that ungodliness. The way you look at things and look at people. And then you conclude. You have to die to that thing. Except the Lord brings you to a place where... You your sight has been washed again so you can see clearly. Except you have been brought, yes, 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 to the pool of Siloam. Except the Lord has ministered to you as blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. As, 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 except the Lord, hallelujah. And that cannot happen until you cry. You see, blind Bartimaeus cried. He cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> You have to identify your state. You have to identify your place. You have to identify your blindness. You have to see your own blind spots. You see, blind spots is very difficult to see. <laughs> Most times, it's people that see our blind spots. But when the Lord begins to engage your life and begin to show you, this is your blind spot. And you can see it. And you can begin to engage that blind spot. And you begin to engage, amen, that weakness. And you begin to engage that challenge. Ah, then the Lord is ready. Hallelujah. Because that blind spot that you're able to see proves to God that, amen, you have conscience. You have conscience. You have conscience. Your conscience is alive. It's not deadened. You see, a lot of people in the church have killed the conscience. They have killed their conscience. They've killed their conscience. So they will continue. You know, I'm not going to do it. Even when they know God is speaking. No, no, no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to forgive. I'm not going to give it. I'm no, no. This is how this, <laughs> you cannot do that. You're not going to go on with the Lord. Listen to me. What is before you is greater than what you have left behind. What is ahead of you is more massier. Is more, is, is more huge. Is more grand than anything you've ever experienced. Would you trace the future for your past? It's a dangerous thing to trace to, to trade our future for the past. There's nothing you can do to the past than to learn from it. And begin to set your heart on the journey into these new things. Eyes have not seen it, ears have not heard. The hearts of men have not conceived the things that God is. Yet God says, Amen. If you come to me, I will reveal to you. If you come to me, I will show you things that eyes have not seen. If you come to me, I will I will ex, I will expose my heart to you. If you come to me, I will I will bring you. They say, come up higher. We will show you. We'll show you. But do you want to come? Are you willing to come? Are you ready to come? Not as you are, but as he has chosen. You know, have you heard, we, we make that statement, come as you are. No, he wants you to come the way he wants you to come. He wants you to come in the garment that he has sent. When the Lord invites you, he also sends a uniform ahead. He sends um, <laughs> a garment ahead. <laughs> yes, you see, the, you cannot appear before the king anyhow. 
that guy thought he could appear. He could, because he had an invitation, he could come with his own clothing. He could come with his own identity. He could come with the, and they say, you know, that's a gospel that destroyed the charismatic church. Just come as you are. Come as you are. No, you can't come as you are. You come based on his divine intention. Spirit of the Lord. Oh, Rabba Baba. Just trying to see if I can change this network. Spirit of God. Oh, Rabba Baba. Thank you, Jesus. You cannot come as you are. You have to understand. You have to read the invitation. You have to see. You have to search. You have to know. This is how. This is the dress code. This is how you must behave. This is how he wants you to come. We cannot come as we are. We have to come in the pattern of the dress code. In the pattern of the attitude, the life that he wants. You see, even, even the prodigal son did not just go back the way he is. He went back because something happened to him. Halalamaye. He went back because something happened to his mind. You see, the dress code is in the mind. It's in the state of your mind. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not trying to come to impress him. No, he's not calling you to come and impress him. He's saying, I need you to come with a, with a ready heart, with a prepared heart. Yes, I want you to come with the, with, with the original heart. Yes. You see, you can be in sin and be proudful. And you can be in sin and acknowledge, oh Lord. I'm not even worthy. They said, then you're, then you're worthy. Come. 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 Come as you are. Amen. It's not a state of, you know, your own sense of importance. No, we, we nothing before him. Even David understood that. One of the reasons why David be, became, you know, a mighty icon in, in the things of the spirit. As a king, as, as a military warrior. As a highly skilled man, as well-resourced man, is the state and condition of his heart. David knew how to engage the heart of God. David understood God. At least to a certain degree. And it is important that we understand that. And it is important that we teach, we teach amen, our generation. We teach, we teach the church again. My issue, amen, in this new day, in this new season, is that we cannot treat God the way we used to treat him. We cannot. We can no longer treat the things of God and treat God the way we used to do it. You know, in the church, we have this sense of entitlement. I can do whatever I want to do and get away with it. After all, he's my father. After all, God is love. <laughs> we have, have you noticed that? We, it, it's there in the church. So we will do things and get away with it. We're playing on his mercy and we're abusing his mercy. We're abusing his grace. The church has become like a clubhouse. Do whatever you want to do. No, 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 no. There, there has always been pattern and order of approach from the beginning. He, he gave it to Adam. These are the things I want you to know. The Bible says two trees were planted in the garden. Some crazy person with his humanistic idea says, why would God plant two trees in the garden if he doesn't want them to eat of it? 
That is humanistic thinking. You cannot as a human being be questioning his authority and his position. He planted two trees and he gave them instruction. If there are no instructions, there, no, there are no rules, then there, there are no leadership. The things of God, while we have freedom, liberty, within the structures of our liberty and freedom, there are guidelines. There are places you don't want to cross. You cross it, you're not coming back. You cross, listen, there are things people have crossed. There, there are realms, there are positions people have crossed in their heart when it comes to the things of God. No wonder the things of God never moves them again. The Bible says they're forever learning, but they're not able to come to the power of change. But they're, they're forever learning, ever learning, but they never change. Why? They have crossed certain, certain, certain dimension in the things of God that they ought not to cross. When you get to a point where the things of God no longer moves you, yet you can pretend as if you are being moved. You see, that is what I call prostitution. That is prostitution. When you cross things, all right, that, that will not, that, that cannot cause you to touch the heart of God. But yet when somebody look at you on the face value, Oh, you're full of, wow, you're full of God. You know, you know all the words. You know all the expressions. You've perfected the act of Christianity. You've perfected the act of religion. You know the word to put to post. You know the word to say. But your heart has not touched God. In fact, you've, you've put a barricade there. You, God, you can't come here. Well, anyone who sees you, who hears you, say, wow. This brother is spiritual. This sister is spiritual. <laughs> but you know you are only putting up a front. <laughs> you know you are only doing those things because you are insecure. And because of your insecurity, you must do things that will, you know, that will prove to others that you are spiritual. No, you are not being spiritual. You are being spooky and you are being soulish. You are being sensual. Sensuality is what leads to, amen, sexuality which is the desire to gain pleasure amen at your own expense the desire to gain pleasure at your own expense or at the at the expense of the values of dignity that is perversion that is iniquity that is what sin does that is what is defined as lawlessness you see lawlessness starts with a low state of life those who are challenging the values and the authority of God all right, is because something in them has died. But they are using their rebellion now to challenge God. The kings of the earth, the Bible said, they set themselves in council. They said, we will break the chain of God. Why? Because they see the command of God as a chain. They see the values of God as a chain. That is the world we live in today. I'm not going to obey God. I can choose my own way. I am the God of my own castle. I am the God of my own life. Listen, listen. It's not just about the world alone. That spirit has entered the church. We, pre we preference what we want. I, I, I can choose. You cannot choose when it comes to the things of God. You have no power to choose. You either choose God or you choose <laughs> yourself. Even in the things of God, it's not, the, it's, not, it's, not, it's not God and the devil. It is God and you. You have to decide. The devil only capitalizes on your choice. 
the devil only capitalizes on your choice, on my choice. When you make a choice, that choice, amen, either give access to God or give access. He said, they said there's a way that seems right. Yes. <laughs> but the end is destruction. They said, choose life. Why, they, why would they ask you to choose if they have not given us the power of choice? Think about it, friends. That's why I said the days that we live in are days we have to re-engage the things of God. You say, why are you talking like this? Because I don't want us to repeat the mistake that has been wrought in the church in the past three, four decades. Heaven has given us a brand new opportunity to start again. Some of the men of God, you know, churches that have become icons, we have to shut those things down from our life and begin to track God again. That's why when people want to track God, they send them on a journey. They send them into the wilderness so that they don't get distracted. There are too many things distracting us. And too many issues in our life that are still blocking the frequency, our ability to hear God pain, you know, hatred, unforgiveness, perversion, you know, all kinds of issues, pride, arrogant spirits is all within the church, is there, is there in our midst. We've perfected the act of falsehood. This is the voice of a prophet. I hope you understand that. You know, one of the things the Spirit of the Lord is opening my eyes to see. In every generation that God moves, God finds a people that he can use. Now, for God to use people, those people must be on his side 100%, must, must stand for what he stands for. And if need be, they will have to die for what they stood for. But their life would have been a testimony of God's voice to their generation. That's what I am looking for. And I hope that is what your heart is seeking for. That you don't want just a, a, you know, a little bit of God here. A little bit of yourself here. A little bit of the devil there. A little bit of your nation here. A little bit of your continent here. A little bit of black life matters. A little bit of supporting you know, the color. A little bit of supporting the white. A, a little bit. No, 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 no. You have to put everything into God. It has to be the God factor and him alone. Then your life from that you know, perspective start affecting your world. It's a life of fragrance. If you have not allowed your life to be laid on the altar and you are burnt completely, the smoke of your life cannot rise. It is the smoke that God perceives. Ah, <gasps> oh, and you caught a covenant with a man. May your life become a smoke. You see, when it's smoke, everything that is of man, flesh, is burnt. It's burnt. Is burnt. Your ideas is burnt. Your opinions is burnt. Your desire is burnt. <laughs> then they begin to infuse you with a new life. This is the journey of redemption. This is what heaven is calling us into as we as we begin to approach the feast of feasts. As we enter into what is called behind the veil, the final the, the, the final feast. As God begins to converge the nations and every other thing, amen, 
to us. All things are being converged. All of the things happening across the world, America, all of the issues going on. All the shaking, amen, is to converge. It says that the desires of men may rise up to me. If we don't get that pattern right, our, <clears throat> excuse me, our, our, our ability to, to define what God is doing in our time will be hijacked by something else. There are many things looking and sounding good and sounding just and sounding like God. But alas, God is not there. That's why when God appeared to a man prepared for war, he said, on whose side are you? The angel of the Lord said, I'm neither on any side. <laughs> I'm, I'm not for you, nor am I against them. I'm not for you, nor against you. I'm on the Lord's side. You see, some of us want us to preach a message that is pro-us. No, I'm not pro-church. I'm pro-kingdom. There's a dimension of a life in the kingdom that sees things from his view. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my ears. You can live life in a dimension of, of you know, of a, of you know, of a, of a, of a belief, of a perspective, of a narrative that you know you hold so strong, so strong, hey, until heaven comes and shake that foundation. You say, what are you talking about? What about Job? Job, Job knew God. He knew God and he was a man of prayer. He was an intercessor. He was a righteous man. He was a prosperous man. He was rich, but he knew God. But he knew God from one perspective. But God was ready to bring him to. Have you noticed that when the sons of God gathered, Job was not there. <laughs> But Lucifer was there. And Lucifer was there with his pride. <clears throat> but God was ready to use Lucifer to elevate Job to the place of sonship. <laughs> I just speak that in my spirit right now while I'm speaking to you. As a pastor, the Lord said, let me drop this in your spirit. You see, we never knew why God allowed Job to be persecuted, to go through all the things that he went through. He lost everything, earthly, everything Job ever loved. You see, I, I, I did a, I, you know, some years ago, I did a series on the principle of entering the kingdom and I used Job as a pattern. Wow, what, what, what a revelation. I guess those, that word was for the future. In fact, I don't think many people know about it. It's just there on my, on my site there. It's about seven series that I did. That period I was going through hell. I was going through hell. And God was using the life of Job to speak to me. And may I say to you, as we begin to enter and transverse into the concept of this brand new day, friends, many of us will be shaken. But the shaking is not to kill us. No. God will use the devil. The devil is an instrument in there. It was from there God told me, there are no devils in your life. No. -uh. Uh -uh. When there's a devil, I send that devil to perfect you. <laughs> I send that devil to refine you. 
David said, excuse me, Job said, all that I ever knew were the things that I heard about God. He said, but now, not only do I hear, but I can also see. Not only am I ever heard, but I am also seeing. I'm seeing. So they are to they are to bring Job to completeness. Completeness means what you hear about God of God, Amen, and what you see must correspond. Your eyes and your ears, Hallelujah, must align. It's from there that things began to change, and Job became an instrument. By the time you knew it, Job was elevated to the place of sonship. And everything he lost, he regained. That is powerful. That is God using the wisdom of this world, amen, to dumbfound the devil himself. The devil thought he was destroying Job, not knowing that God was playing along. Because God needed him, the life of his son to be elevated to the place of ascended revelation. May God continue to engage your hearts, my brothers and my sisters. May God continue to perfect you. May God continue to shake everything that can be shaken. Because listen, whatever can be shaken that is not shaken today will be shaken tomorrow. So why don't you trust the Lord and say, shake everything that can be shaken in me until I have a solidity, I have a revelation of what cannot be shaken. Let not your life be built on, on hearsay. The hearsay gospel must be over. It's time to encounter God. You have to lock yourself in and cry out to him. And really say, God, this is me. I, I, I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to show. I'm coming the way you want me to come. I'm coming with honesty. I'm coming with purity. I'm coming with truth. Purity does not mean that you're righteous. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. Purity means that you're honest. You're honest. I'm coming the way I am. And then you purify me. You see, the power of sin is the lie that comes with it. <laughs> the devil tells you, you're a sinful person. Therefore, you have no place in, uh, in the sight of God. But God says, yes, you're sinful, right? But I, know, I want you to realize that. But then I want you to come to me in that state of wretchedness and recognize that you're a sinful man. Just come as, 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 as you recognize that, as you identify your state. But come with a heart that is willing to repent. When you come with that, heaven accepts you and then they cleanse you, then they wash you, then they purify you, then they undress you and redress you, then they send you. Say, go, sin no more. He died for sinners. He didn't die for righteous people. He only came to challenge those who claim to be righteous. When we understand this, our life begins to, you know, to, to draw from the things that he wants to do. Friends, we have entered into a new day. We've entered into a new era. We've entered into a new order of existence. We're coming out of the ark. And the Lord is calling us to pray. 
the Lord is calling us to intercede. The Lord is calling us to stand. The Lord is saying, keep your eyes on me. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, like one that is preparing for, uh, you know, for, you know, for a tournament, uh, you know, uh, and you need to get yourself, you know, like, like an athlete, you need to get yourself a coach. The Lord is coaching us right now, and a good coach will seek to bring the best out of you. Will seek to bring the best out of you. The coach will sympathize with you, but will not allow the sympathy to stop him from stretching you. If you must win, if you must win, he must stretch you. That's the work of the prophet. While he sympathizes with you, when he hears something, <clears throat> excuse me, he sees something bigger. He sees something bigger. Did you see how the Lord turned his face away from our Lord <laughs> in Gethsemane? Why? It needs to be done. It needs to be done. While Jesus was praying, Father, I'm feeling the pain, the, the burden. The weight of the sin of humanity upon me. Is there no other way we can, we can, we can do this job? <clears throat> if himself, if, before he finished that prayer, he said, not my will. Not my will. Do you know what that means? Not my will. The will always want to settle for the alternative. The will always want to settle for the alternative. The will always want to go for that which is not aligned. The will always want to do what pleases, amen, the flesh, the body. He said, not my will, but your will, your will be done. That's the greatest prayer, but that's the most difficult prayer to pray, friends. Not my will, but it is the prayer that defines the kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done in my life your will be done on earth your will be done in my space your will be done in my home father my prayer this morning is that your will be done your will be done in my life through my life in my prayer for my brethren is that your will be done in their life because your will in our life is not against us your will in our life it's not for the enemy to reign and rule. No, your will in our life is to give us the best. <laughs> your will in our life is to give us, is to make us the best. Your will in our life is to make us become the best that you have ordained for us to be. Your will, may your will be done. You are the one who says, for I know the plans that I have, amen, towards you, for you. They are plans of good, not of evil. So why should I be afraid that when I move to God, when I, when I yield to God, when I surrender to God, I'm going to lose it all. You're going to lose all that you have gathered by your own strength, by your own wisdom. But you're going to gain everything that the devil cannot take from you. That's the difference. That's the difference. The reason why we cry when God begins to shake our world is because of the things that we have held onto, that we have gathered. All right? That is the reason why we cry. No, I don't want to lose it. You gain that thing by your own strength. God said, I need you to lose it so that I can give you what you will not lose and what the enemy cannot take from you. This is the battle. This is the narrative of the gospel that have been rejected. That's why, listen, friends, the Lord was speaking to me yesterday night. 
friends we have to redefine the narrative of the gospel we have to come back amen to the true gospel we have to come back to the in the true gospel suffering is a passage hallelujah to success in the true gospel amen sometimes rejection amen is the passage to acceptance we have to or else we'll be lying to ourselves with all this gospel that has pervaded the world. And the enemy today is hijacking that gospel. The enemy today, amen, is he's using the gospel that we have preached to run his own ideas, to run his own beliefs. A gospel that, you know, satanic and humanistic spirit have mingled with them. And people cannot see the difference. It's just like what is going on with, among the BLF now today, you know, the Black Lives Matters. That thing has been hijacked, but in fact, not hijacked. The very foundation of that thing is not to promote, amen, the, the identity, the, 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 the dignity of the black person. No, 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 no. You go read it. But if we just see Black Lives Matters, everybody say yes. And he, but the devil has got something on the inside that is projecting. And today, people in the church are also joining. Yes, we, we're singing the same chorus. Because the devil knows that we, we are very slow in, in terms of, you know, scrutinizing things. We don't bother. We just look at things on the face value. As long as the, you know, the, the, the outside, as long as the tomb is looking nice and beautiful. That's what Jesus said to the Pharisee. He said, he said you kill the prophet. You, you, you make the tombs look nice. You make everything is look. He said, but beneath, beneath that tomb is dead man's bones. So why would we look at things that are window dressed and we accept it? It is my calling. This is, this is what I've been doing for the past 30 years of my life to challenge the status quo, to challenge the mindset. Whenever we get to a plateau and we want to plateau there, Isaiah comes there and begins to challenge us and say, no, there's a next level we need to climb. There's a next realm we need to get to. So a lot of people have left me, you know, with this kind of, you know, ministry. They say, what is this man talking about? No, 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 we can't listen to him again. So they go to where they want to rest. Yes, you rest for a while, but after after your rest you've got to move to the next level if you don't want to move to the next level you can be rest assured that the lion is coming for you the beast is coming for you on that level god wants to bring us to a place where the enemy cannot reach us but he will send people to encourage to challenge us to build us to strengthen us amen to encourage us amen to you know sometimes you would do that amen but by putting fire amen in our bombs move get moving you can't stay. This is not the place of your rest. You have to keep moving. You have to keep growing. You have to keep Bible says until we come to the fullness, to the fullness, to the man-child level. When you bid the bait, when you eat the fruits, amen, of the flesh of the world, the things of God will no longer entice you. The things of God will no longer, you know, will no longer, you know, uh, 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 be what you desire and love. We have to continually engage our spirit, our soul. The soul is very, 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 very powerful. The, the, unre, the unre, unregenerated, the untransformed soul is very powerful, but also very subtle in its attack. The battle of the last day has begun. Friends, I want to warn you to keep your heart on the Lord, to set your mind on the Lord. As I round up this morning, I'm going to go back to our scripture in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. It says, The sovereign Lord has given to me an instructed tongue to know the words that sustain the weary. 
It awakens, it awakens me morning by morning. Awakens my ears to listen like one being taught. Father, teach us. Teach us your ways. Teach us your ways. As you awaken us into this new day, as you awaken us into this new season, as you awaken us into this new era, as you awaken us, yes, into this order of a day of a life where we are feeling the pressure, the butt pang of a new day, of a new season. As we, as we awaken unto that, we ask, Father, teach us, teach us, teach us your ways, teach us your ways, teach us your ways. Help us to know, help us to grab, help us to, yes, Lord, be drawn to, be attracted to your ways. Teach us. Teaching is what we need. Teaching brings instruction. Teaching brings, yes, direction. It brings discipline into our lives. We need to be taught your ways. We need to be taught your truth. We need to be taught your counsel. We need to be taught your pattern of life and existence in this day where darkness is increasing. Teach us your ways, O oh Father. Teach us, teach us. The sovereign Lord has given to me an instructed tongue. Instruct my tongue, O oh God. Touch my tongue, O oh God, with the call of fire. Yes, Father, that I will only speak, that I may only speak that which, oh God, you've instructed me. This is the way of the prophetic. This is the way of a prophetic people. This is the way of spiritual maturity that you only speak what you have been instructed. Yes, but you cannot do that except they pick the call of fire from the altar of God. The call of fire from the altar of God and touch your lips, touch your mouth, touch your tongue with it. Yes, give us the tongue of the learned help us father in this brand new day yes father to live life in sync with your vision in sync with your will in sync with your counsel help us to understand oh god that we cannot be just yes uh, driven by emotion in this brand new day that our emotion must yield and surrender to the guidance and to the instructions of the spirit we want to be people of the spirit yes spirit has emotion yes spirit has feeling spirit is intelligent help us oh god to be people of the spirit help us father to be people of the way people of truth people who are walking in the divine life of god that we may become the very enfolgence the very revelation of your light jesus you are the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father we want to come to the will of god we want to come to the will of the father but we have to yes accept the pattern we have to follow the way of the pattern son jesus you are the pattern for humanity you are the pattern for our existence in the days where darkness is covering the earth God's darkness the systemic darkness yes father as we see darkness continue yes to increase within the structures of systems and government within yes oh god our humanity as we see darkness appearing at every form in every dimension we pray spirit of god help us almighty god to grow further to increase further to pursue further the ministry of light light that is from christ not the lesser light. Not the lesser light. Not the light of this world. Not the light that is of the world. Not the light that is coming from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yes, we understand that there is a light men call illuminati. We understand that there is a light that men call, yes, light. But it is indeed darkness. And so we pray, Father. We want the revelation of your son. We want to grow in the revelation of your son. Jesus is the enfolders. is the, the revealer. Every light must reflect the glory of God. That's how we know, amen, the fake light from the true light. If that light is not glorifying God, 
is of the devil. No matter how people call it light, no matter how people call it wisdom, no matter how people are groping and are, you know, are moving towards it, is the devil. The light of God will always reveal Christ to us. The light of God will always reveal Jesus to us. This is the day where we must find the true light. But the light sometimes will take us to a place we don't want to go. Because they need to, first of all, remove from us every identity, every, everything we have imbibed that is not of God. They will have to purge, purge, purge us. When God is purging us, sometimes we run away. We feel we can't bear it. You can't bear it because you want to do it by, by your own strength. No, you cannot, you cannot engage the things of God by your own strength. No, no. You see, where we came out from, the order of church that I came out from, they say if you can pray more. They say if you just have enough faith. <laughs> and so people are, when, when you don't have faith, you see the brother giving testimony on Sunday. He just got a new car and they just promoted him. Or they just, <laughs> and you're wondering, but what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. It is the atmosphere, all right, that is feeding your life. That is, that is projecting the wrong values, the wrong, the wrong narrative of God. You won't understand that that brother that is giving testimony. He took a loan. That's not testimony. God is calling us to live a life of faith. Faith means to abandon yourself to his will. We read yesterday, the people of faith, the men of faith, the hall of faith, the Bible called them heroes of faith. By faith we understood that the world, the universe was, was commanded, was shipped out by the word of God. Faith is, is to bring yourself to what God, amen, I've said, unbelief, trust. That's why he's calling us, amen, to become like a child again. When you become a child again, faith will naturally flow out. When you become a child again, love will flow out. When you become a child again, hope will flow out of you. Those are the, those are the core character, core nature of a child. A child has faith. You tell the child, come, the child comes. A child doesn't think twice. A child just follows. Children are vulnerable. You can't serve God and not be vulnerable. You want to serve God, but you, your, your brain is all alive. You, you try to reason out the things of God. They say, sorry, in this point, your reason has to surrender. Your reason has to be left behind. Your reason has to be renewed, has to be reformed. God has given us reason, but the reason must walk in, an, in alignment with, yes, the position, the authority, and the leadership of the spirit. Listen, your spirit is an intelligent spirit. The things of God are intelligent. You know, I was giving a testimony yesterday while I was preaching on YouTube. I had, I had an encounter some time ago, you know, there was something that I needed to do and somebody who is a professional who, or well, who had this understanding and said to me, this thing is not going to work because this is, this is the new regulation. So this thing is not going to work. So I said, okay, it's fine. But a few weeks later, in fact, not too long ago, the Holy Spirit said to me, I need you to try this thing from, a, from this position. It's going to work. I heard it clear, but guess what? I shunned the voice. You know why I shunned the voice? Because of what I have heard. They told me that, you know, a, 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 a professional said this thing is not going to work. So, after all, it's a professional. But the Holy Spirit 
spoke otherwise. And somebody called me yesterday and said, you know what? It is actually proven that if you do this thing based on what the Holy Spirit already told me, that that thing might just work. I said, what? Of course I start crying. The ways of God are foolish to the human mind. If you want to live life on observing the weather, observing things, you want to live life based on what you read and watch on social media, what the news are saying, even regarding the corona, <laughs> regarding the COVID-19. If you want to, uh, you know, take in all of the things that the, prof the, the professionals are saying, all right, <laughs> you will miss God. Because listen, if we have to depend on, you know, what somebody said, what, then why do we need God in our life? Are you getting the point? Why would you need God? Why would you need the alternative? Why would you need a man to surrender to walk in the will of God? That's why they say the things of God are always foolish to the carnal mind. May our mind be renewed. The day your mind begins to walk in agreement with amen, the voice of the spirit, the day you become another man. The day you become another woman. The day your mind Listen to what the Bible says regarding David. He said, once the Lord spoke, twice I heard. Ah, what a life. Once God spoke, twice I heard the whole power. David has brought himself to a place of total unity and agreement with God. That is where God is calling us to in this day that we're entering. Because listen, the world out there is already infested with, you know, with agendas and narratives that will be contradicting what God says. And listen, if you're not doing what they're doing, the mobs are coming for you. But if you stand and say, but this is what God said. That's why I said, if we're going to do anything in this last day is to recapture the true gospel. The true gospel, the true gospel is not a gospel, amen, that is, that is pro-color, pro-nations you know, nations or pro-traditions and all of the things, you know. No, no, the true gospel stand, it has always stand by itself. It stood by itself in the day of engaging the Roman Empire. The true gospel stood and challenged, amen, the order of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Syandrines. The true gospel stood and challenged, hallelujah, the Grecian Empire, the Assyrian Empire, all of the empires, the Babylonish Empire, the Egyptian Empire. The true gospel prevailed. You can't kill it. If you, if you abide, if you take the true gospel, you may for a season be on the side of the minority, but guess what? You're on the side of God. I choose to be on the side of God. So I'm not pro-white. I'm not pro-black. I'm not pro-color. I'm pro-kingdom. And when we live by the kingdom values, when we live by kingdom truth, for a while people may reject you. For a while people may speak against you. For a while you may be doing things that people don't understand, but you become their savior. They will come to you later and say, hey, thank you. That's what leadership means. Leadership means, amen, that you, are, that you are charting a new path. That you are pointing people. In fact, you're not just pointing. You say, come follow me. God wants to lead us to a place we've never been before. But are we ready to listen and, and follow the instructions of things we've never heard before? That's why I said the greatest battle, the greatest challenge of this new day, hallelujah, 
is to try to use the old method, the old ways, the old ideology, the whole value system of how we define Christianity and the things of God to try to interface with this new day. It's not going to work. And that is where frustration, a lot of you are going to be getting frustrated. It's not the devil. It is because you are refusing to change. Don't go, don't go and start blaming the devil. No, it's not the devil. It is you. So this is the time to sit down. And let God show you the blueprint for the day. Every time God begins a journey with the people, he gives them a pattern. He gives them a, a blueprint. He gives them the strategy of how to engage. <laughs> you understand? <clears throat> God is giving to us once again the strategy, the principles, the pattern. Hallelujah. How to engage this new day. Listen, listen. The gospel has always grown among men, among society. The gospel is the kingdom. The gospel is, is the pattern of the, of the life that God wants us to live, amen, within the context of his kingdom. The kingdom of God is coming near us. When the kingdom comes, the values of God, the cultures of heaven becomes more pronounced. And the more, some people may look at us and say, hey, you look weird. How come you're not looking at, like us? How come you're not dressing like us? How come you're not doing the things we do? No, you're different. It's time. Friends, we've been talking about the last days. The last days. We are, we are at the twilight of the days of the end. You have one life to live. Live it well. Make it count for him. What will it profit a man, a woman, anyone, to gain the entire world but lose his soul? You know what it means to lose your soul? Losing yourself doesn't mean just going to hell. Losing your soul means losing your values. It means you never had value. To lose your soul means that you, you were controlled by people. You had no sense of, of identity. You have no sense of purpose. You have no sense of, of standing for something. You, you, standing for something, of course, is standing for the greatest value of all. You know, I think I've made so many enemies in my life for what I stood for, for what I believe. Not just for what I believe, but for what this word says. When you stand for truth and you stand for God, never expect everyone to love you because there is a there's a spirit out there that says if you don't do what we do then you are our enemy that's how the world system operates that's how they get the mass have you noticed that jesus never came to challenge you know he just came and preached this is the way this is the truth he preached and you follow him that's why, you know, the, the, the Pharisee, they did everything to try to, you know, you know, pull people away from Christ. But they could not succeed. I want to challenge you, friends. Do you know the true gospel or do you assume you know it? Are you preaching via the life of the kingdom or are you assuming it? Or are you one of those who... You know, you pick what you want. <laughs> the one that suits you. I used to be like that years ago until the Lord told me you can't do that. You cannot pick what you want. On this table, you've got to eat everything that I've prepared. And when I began to do that, I started watching people living in the church. I said, Lord Jesus, this thing works. 
<laughs> this thing works. But then I start seeing people getting attracted to me. And I'm wondering, why is these people coming to me? They are the seekers. They are the seekers. Those who have a different agenda when it comes to the things of God. When you start raising the standard, when you start raising the bar, ah, they start feeling jittery. They start living. You know, their hearts start, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Because they, they didn't get what they are looking for. I'm not here to give you what you're looking for. If you think, amen, you're connecting with me to get what you're looking for, sorry. You'll be making a mistake. I'm here to elevate the standard of God's word. And you have to go there and grab it and say, ah, I think I got something better. That's the order. That's always been like that for me. And it will not change. We raise the bar. We raise the standard. We set the space. Wherever we are right now, we need to begin to allow the Lord to steer our nest again. It's steering the nest. You have to learn to fly. We have to banish fear as we engage the days of the end. Did you hear what I said, friends? We have to banish fear. Fear is what keeps us back. Fear is what limits us. Fear is what tells us we are unable. We are, we are, we are not capable. We are incapable. Fear tells us. And fear walks through our insecurity. That's why God is dealing with our humanity. So that our sense of spirituality can override Whatever things that we have, we have inherited from our family, you know, fam, you know, backgrounds, all these wrong dysfunctional baggages, we have to, it, once, once and for all, nail them to the cross and embrace the way of the Spirit. And say, God, I've called me. He's positioned me. I will stand and I will speak for him. It's a brand new day, friends. Father, we honor you. Honor is what we bring to you. Because you said, those who honor you, you will honor we bring honor to you this morning. Our life we yield to you as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable for it is our reasonable service. Father, I thank, I thank you this morning. As your spirit continued to steer us. Yesterday you began to steer our hearts. You're calling us back to the place of prayer. And we see you today again. Yes, emphasizing these things. May we not give up. May we not look at the weather. Yes. May we begin to understand that journey with God starts with a point, a place where no man sees, where no one understands what's going on. But this is the place where we begin to transact. To transact, amen, is to, is to offer things to God, amen, that will allow his glory, his presence, amen, to have, you know, a, 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 an infill, to have an expression in your life. That is transacting. Jesus said, must I not be about my father's business? There are all kinds of business out there. But Jesus said, I must be about, you know, to be about the Father's business is to begin to engage time to advance the things of God. It's when you begin to do things, amen, that seek his will, his, his, his plans, his purpose to become manifest in your life and through your life. Transacting amen, business with God is, is not, it's not about exchanging of dollars or pounds or yearn. No. Yes, that you do if you give, you give in to God. But that's, that's not what we're talking about. Transacting means how will your day, your time be used? Transacting means what are you doing, amen, with the resource heaven has given to you? How are you seeking? How are you pressing into the things of the spirit? Jesus knew. In fact, he taught us how to transact business with the father. 
early in the morning while it is still dark. The Bible says he, he rises to go pray. Nobody walks in the power of God without losing a time, without offering their time, without offering their sleep. You cannot walk in the power of the age to come if you're not ready to give up something to receive something from him. When God finds a man or woman that is willing to offer, he pours himself. This is the call. Father, we honor your name. Men who transact business with you. Enoch, he walked with you. Is the greatest of all, of all transactions <laughs> to walk with you. Enoch was not going on a stroll. To walk with God means to be in alignment, in proximity. And do you know what it means to keep up with God? Yeah, the Bible says, you not walk with God. And it was not. And you can just read that and say, wow. <laughs> just to walk with God. You try walking with God. <laughs> he said to Abraham, walk with me and be perfect. Catch up with me. That's, a, that's the heart. That's the A to the Z of the prophetic. When you walk with God. Where he is is where you are. What he does is what you're doing. You become his reflection in the earth. This was the call of the first man. To walk with God. You don't just walk with him. You also walk his walks. There's a walk that God is walking in the earth. When we see that, that's where we ought to be investing. That's where we ought to be investing. You see, a lot of people think, oh, wow, wow. Um, this, <laughs> they're investing in the wrong thing. Because God is no longer there. May we walk with you, Father. May we walk with you. May we walk for you. May we walk with you. May we live for you. Open our eyes to see where you are. Where you are is where we want to be. It was Jesus who prayed the prayer. He said, Father, I pray that these people will be where I am. Where I am. He didn't say where I was going. <laughs> no, he was there. But he needed to die to open the way for us to have a passage to where he is. He died for our spirit to be redeemed. So we can live in that order of perpetual presence with him. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. Honor and glory this morning unto your name. We bless your name. We thank you, God, for men and women whom your spirit is awakening into this word, into this encouragement. This is an exaltation. Lord, my desire is to continue to exalt your people. To continue to help them to see and to understand the importance of working with you. Living for you, God. Yes, that in everything, whatever we're doing, when we have heaven in perspective, when we have eternity, yes, in view, our life, yes, will watch something. And we will feel the wealth. Indeed, the dignity of purity and love and holiness will become, yes, what, 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 what radiates through our life. And people will see it. He said, let, let your light so shine that men may see and give glory to your heavenly father. That is what we want to see today. Let the flesh die. But the flesh cannot die without the cross. So we embrace the cross. He said, take up your cross and follow me. We bless you. May we have this view and understanding that whatever we're going through right now indeed is a passage to the next reality of glory. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
We fear no evil. Why? God is with us. That's what gave David the boldness to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He had the revelation. He knew something that people are still struggling to grab today. He said, because God is with me. Do you know he's there? Do you know he's the God that is called Shammah? The ever-present ever one. He's, omin he's omnipresent and he's omniscient. Think about it. When everybody leaves, he doesn't leave. When everybody goes, he's there. Even when you feel, you feel alone. You know, you can train your feeling to know that he's there. That's some of the things you have to learn if you want to be a prophetic person. Because it's going to be lonely walking in the things of the spirit. But when you learn that you're never alone, that in fact you want to be alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Because in that state, you can hear, you can see things. You have a better understanding of how things ought to work out. Father, we thank you this day. I thank you for my brethren. Thank you for my sisters, my brothers. Thank you for your church that I love so much. I love your church. I can never claim to love you without loving your church. No. Your church is your bride. Your church is not just your son. Your church is your bride. And I dare not say I love you without loving your bride. And I'm part of that bride. So this morning, Father, I extend my love to your bride, to your church. And I pray, Father, that your bride will be awakened from her sleep to see the beauty of this new day. Oh, Father, may the deception, the blindness, the spell that the enemy has cast over your church May be broken. May your people be awakened. May the sound of the trumpet give us this morning, give us a rude awakening. Yes, the voice of the trumpet. May it give us a rude awakening, oh God. May we hear the joyful noise, the joyful sound of your coming. May your kingdom come. May your will be done as it is done in heaven. Let it be done on earth. It is your desire to replicate heaven and earth. It is your desire that heaven becomes manifest on earth. It is your desire. And we are the portal, O oh God, of revealing heaven on earth. May your life this day be a revelation of heaven and earth. May your life be the extension of heaven to the people, to the place that you'll be going, to wherever you go. May people look at you and see heaven. May people hear you and hear God. May you become this morning a living epistle known and read by all men. May your life become an epistle that people will read and are reading. May you not just have a form of godliness but denying the power. But may the power of life and the power of lifestyle of the kingdom becomes a reflection of your character. When I think of great men and women whom heaven have used in their generation, I'm also thinking of you. 
in this generation. God is looking for you. God is waiting on you. Come again and let him perfect you. When I think of men that God used to shake their generation, why can't he find us as the next instrument, the next weapon of his war to our generation? May this day be a day where indeed our life is being renovated, transformed, empowered, yes, for his glory and his glory alone. Father, we thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen and amen. Well, thank you so very much, everyone, this morning. Thank you, my dear sister uh, Reina, for connecting. Thank you, sister Tina, sister, uh, sister uh, uh, Diony, sister... Um, Myrtle, Brother Mervyn, and of course Brother Derek, and any other person. I also saw uh, my dear brother uh, uh, Bokiso from Botswana. Wonderful brother. Love you so much. Thank you. And everyone out there who has joined me this morning to pray or right, to be, you know, to, to hear the word of God. If I've exalted uh, uh, the word of God in your life, uh, well, let's give thanks and praise to God. That's my desire to make sure, amen, that we keep abreast to what God is doing. God is speaking to us, amen. We are tracking the heart of God, the mind of God for our day, alright, these are words that are not, you know, pre-planned no, they just flow as the spirit of God, amen, will speak, God is speaking to us about coming out of the act we're dealing with the economy of God we are dealing with, amen, stepping into newness, into new day, this is a message that is pro, pro uh, what they call it now pro, uh, um, not pro now, post-rest post-reset, <laughs> Post reset, all right, all right, because we all talked about reset. Okay, we are now engaging, amen, a season of yes, post reset. So, we 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 knowing we're finding how to walk, how to engage the new day, how to you know walk the earth, how to interact. You know, we we need to begin to develop new capacity for what amen, heaven has brought us in new in, into. So, this is what we're dealing with. I pray that the Lord will continue to grant me grace and strength wisdom knowledge and understanding and i pray and i hope amen that you will always amen you know live up to the challenge of god amen and embrace what god is saying so that your life amen can become that you know vessel listen to this i made a statement yesterday and the lord just reminded me again only the word of god that takes root in your life bears the bears the fruit only the word that takes roots in your heart bears the true fruit if a word if you hear something and that thing has not taken root don't expect fruit. So be careful, amen, of what you hear. If, 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 if this word that you've heard this morning, you're not satisfied with everything you've heard, or you feel, well, you didn't grab everything, well, you need to grab the audio. Always grab the audio, not just the video, all right? Grab the audio, amen. Listen to it again and again and again and again. This morning, I already listened to yesterday's message. All right? I, I'm the best listener of my own message because I know that I'm not preaching. I'm, I'm not just, you know, uh, uh, preaching a fine message. God is using me as, as his voice. So I go back to what I'm saying. I go back. You ask my family. I go back and I listen to, you know, to those words again until those words changes my life. I listen to it. I meditate. I'm listening. I'm walking around. I'm listening. I'm meditating. I'm picking every word. It's sinking into my spirit. God can use you and discard you. God can use you and still, amen, you may not benefit from the thing. I learned that years ago. My, my friend, my, you know, my back in those days as a pastor, they know. When you come to the church in the midweek, you want to see me, you will, you will find me listening to the message I, I preached on Sunday. Why? Because I know that that word is from the Lord. This is not my words. 
Right? This is not my words. I, I don't want to be a bus conductor. No, 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 no. You bring everybody in and you yourself, you're going nowhere. No, 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 no. I, I, I want to be part of what God is doing, what God is saying. I don't want to be left behind. So thank you so much for obeying the voice of God, for obeying the instructions of the Spirit. May he continue to guide you. May he continue to bless you. May he continue to cause his face to shine upon you. And please, don't ever let the devil lie to you that Isaiah does not love you. Isaiah loves you more than you can ever think. All right. Of course, love you with the love of God. And I will continue to pray for you and continue to stand and encourage you. You need encouragement? Let me know. You need somebody who needs an encouragement? Let me know. Yes. This is a prophet that will do the bidding of the Lord. I will, I'll pray and I will ask the Lord to give me understanding. And if the Lord has not said anything, that's it. I won't say anything. That's just the truth. All right. I don't try to cook up things when the Lord has not spoken. No, 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 no. But when he speaks, we speak. So thank you so very much. May your day be filled with joy. May your day be filled, amen, with grace. May your day be filled with mercy, but with, with favor. Yes, may your day be filled with favor. May you go out there. May you spoil Babylon. May God grant you favor as he granted, you know, uh, uh, Joseph, amen, favor in Egypt. As he granted Daniel and his brethren favor, yes, in Babylon. May you be granted favor. As he granted Esther favor, amen, in the palace of Shushan. May you be granted favor. May the nation call you blessed. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.